Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. Welcome back to Beyond Your Best Plan. This is Kathleen L. here with Sarah Taylor, Catherine Ford, Claudette Anderson, and Whitney Wiley. Finally got Whitney's name right after (laughs) over a year being together. It's just awesome that I can remember that. (laughs) Today's episode, I'm just really excited to be able to be your host today. The episode is about ambition or flow. And I think that all of us can connect to the fact that we're either ambitious or flowing. And a lot of people don't really understand the difference. So I took the liberties to look up a couple of definitions because I really wanted to be clear about how we can be in flow versus what ambition is. And so the Webster Dictionary says ambition is an ardent desire for rank, fame, or power. And... um, a desire for activity and exertion. And then, you know, being in flow, flow is a state of mind in which a person becomes fully immersed in an activity. The eagle falls away. Time flies. Every action, movement, or thought follows inevitably from the previous one, like playing jazz. So, I love what I do today because I feel like that's a lot in flow, but I've definitely been in the ambition state. And so I'm just curious from my sisters here, if anybody has an example of how they were using ambition and how energetically has that felt versus being in flow and just compare the two energetically within your body, your environment. For sure. I love this topic. This has been a intentional focus of mine over the last couple years. Ever since I began learning about masculine and feminine energies, learning this and applying it in my life and improving upon meaning creating more flow in my life because learning about it just... Like when you just gave those two definitions, Kathleen, like the ambitious definition, I was like, ooh... The flow definition, I was like, ah, that is it right there. So anyway, I have, I I spent the first part of my life in that sort of ambitious mode. I come from a family of pretty like dominating kind of women, like really in their masculine energy. My first career was a really hyper masculine energy or masculine sort of setting like the financial industry is. So, you know, I was like all about the ambition and it was just so sort of natural to me to be operating in that mode and really just going after what I wanted. And it really served me in many areas. You know, I've had great success in my career. I've achieved multiple, most of my goals that I've set out to achieve. 
But I also, it also didn't serve me in many ways. For example, I ticked off a lot of the women on my team in the process in the past. Intimate relationships, it did not serve me being in that sort of go-getter mode. And there's nothing wrong with that, but knowing when to flow. When I started learning about this whole flow thing and being more in the feminine and just it's more of just a letting go to receive, right? What we want. It's like be ambitious, but also know when to let go and just receive and let it come into you because it will. And what I've noticed is when I let go is when, when the things that I want come in. It's amazing. When I'm not driving so hard and I just let go, you know, like I could speak to so many examples in my startup, my newest career, uh, Fit District. I'm really working with this big time. And the things that I really want, like things would show up before, but like the timing wasn't right or some, the landlord wasn't right or the location wasn't super. Now I'm learning this sort of letting go thing. Everything is coming in and it feels beautiful. It feels like exactly what I want. And I'm also in my other career, my other business, where I was very hyper sort of ambitious and being more in a flow standpoint, which is a little bit more challenging, actually, to get that sort of balance down. And I'm working on that. But I have much better relationships with all the people on my team. It's knowing when to do it. It is an or. It's an and. You need both. But it's when to use it and who to use it with and with what. Yeah, that's a great example where ambition is really about driving at all costs. Just keep moving forward, just knowing that you have a goal, so you're going to achieve it and it's working harder where flow is more of listening to the messages that you're receiving. And, and as it starts to move forward, it's with ease and grace versus drive and working harder. Totally agree with you, Catherine. And I think it does come up for us in business a lot. All of us are women who are entrepreneurs and that comes with its own set of required skills to get through. And ambition is one of them. It's just up there. We were having a conversation about sales last week and I thought this example might be really relevant to the topic today. The example was Elizabeth was on a call and she was toning her communication skills and getting to know someone and booking the next call. That was the point of this task, right? Follow me. And she's now booked the next appointment and she's sharing that with the team and she had no excitement. It was very much a, I booked the next call guys And that empty space after it was, and we'll see. And I had to reflect upon myself and say, all of a sudden, you're right. Like, I don't celebrate in the moment. And so where she was, was in her head, the masculine, right? And where she had to go was to get into the feminine and appreciate the flow of what was happening. And I used an example of, I remember we wanted to go to see Madonna. I love Madonna. I had never seen her live. And we had this opportunity and my best friend and I always had a lot of fun on kind of going after the impossible together and then seeing what we could get out of it. And so I guess we were old school manifesting. <laughs> uh, 
before I even called it that. So we decided we wanted to go to this Madonna concert. Now she scores tickets, not only tickets, but she got box tickets up in the air. So we were at the side of the stage, up front, looking down on her. I did not get excited. I knew weeks before. I didn't get excited and I wouldn't. I held myself and I was reserved. But until I got in that room and when I was in that box seat looking over her, I I felt like I could touch her hair and I was just right there in the moment with her and it was absolutely amazing. That's when I celebrated. But if we look back at the example, when we put that block and don't accept in the moment and don't flow to your point, right? The ambition was to go to Madonna, but I didn't accept the beginning part of that. What are you blocking off from happening in between? Because all you've done, she didn't celebrate the appointment for the next call. The sale is not to occur for four more calls. So she was never going to get the sale on that call. That wasn't the objective. And But where was she preventing herself from celebrating and becoming in her power and becoming in her certainty in the next line of events that was going to happen for her that day? So ambition and flow, if you take it to that next energetic level and apply it to your position of what you're doing all day, every day, it can have more power to be in flow. Flow is accepting and celebrating. I mean, I got a great example of this. I was just talking about it earlier before we got on the Zoom and we're on the recording for this episode. This was, I was talking to a friend about the stimulus check and how everyone has already gotten it. And my comment was, it's okay. It will arrive when it's supposed to arrive. If it arrives and it's meant to be, you know, like whatever, it's, it's fine. I really let go of attachment to the outcome which is really about ambition or the need or the, you know, the living in the fear. And literally I picked up the mail this morning and there was the stimulus check in my mail, which I thought was odd. That it was a check, but I didn't question the check. I was just like, Oh, thank you universe for providing. And it was there all along. And I didn't know it, you know, the mail didn't come yesterday. I just didn't check my mail all weekend. And so it was just another example of, it doesn't have to be about business. It can be about anything in your life, ambition or flow. And how do you want to live your life? It can be anything at all. I think it's also about a trust, right? Like a trust and a faith in God, the universe, mother nature, whoever we worship, right? Or whoever is that higher higher source, our own higher self. I mean, just trusting that there are plans for us and God and the universe has our back. That Gabby Bernstein wrote that book actually, but it's true. One of the things that I've learned as well is when I'm in that hyper ambitious mode, right? Trying to just drive and make things happen. And it, I can feel it because it stresses me out. I know when I'm in that mode because I'm stressed and I'm getting in the way of these natural universal plans that are coming to me that I'm manifesting when I'm visualizing and when I'm imagining and I'm creating, but then I go opposite out of that sort of flowy space. And then this hyper ambitious driving place that doesn't even feel right. I'm getting in the way of all the goodness coming to me. I really believe that. And I, because I've implemented it in my own life, I've seen that firsthand. So 
there's always, there's also that coming back to that faith and that trust of things are working for us. For me, this is a topic that is like lots of things that we talk about, which is, it's about balance, right? There is a amount of ambition, determination would be more the way I would characterize it than maybe the definition of ambition that you use, Kathleen. I look at ambition, like I said, a little more as determination. So in my life, this has, I think, manifested itself most when it comes to academics. I have not been particularly, I would say, ambitious in my career. And I have let the career sort of unfold or had let the career unfold as it unfolded. And I would say out of that, I didn't get some things that I wanted because I didn't make some concerted efforts to make that happen probably was overly in flow in some areas. And so it's a dance, right? There's, you've got to have the ambition, the determination, the focus, the intention to make something happen. But the words you use, Kathleen, of detachment, I think is so important. And that's where the flow piece comes in for me, which is I do what I can And then I let the outcome come. And so I think about a couple of times in my life in particular, when I was in law school, the number one, number two, and number three students in the class at the end of each year got their tuition paid, either 100%, half, or like a quarter. I was like freaking determined. (laughs) I mean, it was probably the time I was most ambitious in my life. And the way it manifested itself was the things that I was committing to doing, right? Which was, I I made the commitment to read every assignment, to make a space in my calendar every day to do that. But at the same time, I was a single mother. And I needed to be there for my son. When I started law school, he was eight years old. And so I needed to be there for him. And that meant finding a way to make that happen. How can I put in the 40 hours of study each week with a job and a child in order to make that happen? And once I came up with a plan, is when the flow took over. It's like, okay, you've got a plan. Now just implement what you have and let it go. The same thing for when I was studying for the bar. I had one thing in mind. I was taking the bar exam one time and one time only. And I've known people who've taken it multiple times. I was like, I am not taking this exam more than once. And so what do I need to do to give myself the absolute best chance to get it done? Do it and then let go. And the results would be what the results would be. So that's where I see it sort of as a yin-yang proposition balance. It takes both pieces so that you've got this one-pointed attention And then you've got detachment 
and you let it go and trust, as Catherine said, trust that the effort that you put into it, the energy that you put into the activity is what it will take to get you to the result that you want. So, Well, the question is, Whitney, did you take the exam once? I took it once and I passed it the very first time. Woohoo! Congratulations. I realtor, and I had the same approach to when I took the realtor's exam. I took it once. I'm like, I'm going to take it. I'm taking it once. I am not a <laughs> Yeah. See, I took a math class three times. I still haven't passed it. I don't have a math degree. So that lets you know everything. <laughs> and I let that flow and I let that go. <laughs> moved on and moved on to other things. I was like, okay, well, maybe that's not for me. If it took three times, I still didn't pass ring theory. We've talked about this before. Ring theory, I still haven't passed it. But at some point, at some point, ring theory will be conquered by Whitney Wiley. Um, <laughs> but it's already yeah. done. <laughs> yeah. But I said, and, and I ended up being number two in my class. So in law school. I wanted to be number one because I wanted somebody else to pay for law school. But number two turned out to be fine. And the rest of the money that I needed came. I graduated from law school without any debt. So, but that was, again, it was, there was an ambition for that or a determination that that was the outcome I was seeking. I did what I could. I couldn't be number one if I didn't try. Right. Right. If I didn't put some effort into it, I didn't get to be number one. And I was okay with that because I did everything I could do. The person who was number one didn't have a job, didn't have a kid at home. He was supposed to be number one. He didn't have anything to do other than study. And so it's like, do what you can, let it go, and then not have any guilt about it. So, right. I love how you. The comment you made was, it's truly a dance. So the discussion we're having today about ambition and flow has nothing to do with ambition being bad or flowing being good. It has, how do you balance the two to make your life the ease and grace that is meant to be? And the ambition is part of that. And that ambition is being divinely guided through intuition, through the messages we receive from you know, the higher power you, you know, like it's really being connected to yourself and how that flow works. Now, being a single parent working and going to school, I get you. Like I had no idea you were, that your son was eight years old, Whitney, when you were in law school, I did the same thing, just going to college. Like, so working, having two children and being a single parent and going to college is not a simple task. You have to have some ambition for that to work. And yet it has to be a dance of listening to when and what that is. Claudette, I'm sure you have something to talk about the ease and grace and flow. I actually do. So there's like a spiritual principle, not by might nor power, but by spirit. And to me, there's a law of the least action. There's the law of assumption and the law of non-resistance. And I think this all comes into play in ambition. To me, could we call that a desire of your heart rising? Could we call it that? And 
So I'm one of those visionary types. I can come up with 15 great ideas and all this stuff. And I like to do a lot of things at once because my personality is I'll get bored, you know, but there are tedious things that have to happen. Things like that. You hire your weakness out if you can, like what you're not good at doing, you hire that out. And people go, well, I can't hire it out. Absolutely. There's bartering, there's creativity. I can't put you in a box. But anyway, so for me, the desire rises, you could call that ambition. And then what happens is if you really try to push it or force it before it comes into the state of being, like before it takes on the, the feeling of reality in you, then that's what a lot of people call ambition versus flow. And it's, it's like fighting against this divine force. But if you have the desire rise and you use your beautiful imagination to step into the state of being in it already to the point that it has happened and you do that, That's what you put your attention on. Somebody mentioned attention, which is really true. If you do that and it takes on that state of reality, then at that point, that's reality creation. And that's when you can start to see it in your life. And to me, when you're trying to force something to happen, that is constriction. And the flow is following the guidance. Like, And it's really more effortless. Like, So a lot of things are happening in my life, but I'm not, I don't, feel like I'm working really hard? Am I working steadily and consistently? Yes. And I've learned to, when there's something called your power in the fulcrum of your power, you can do what five people would do if you're in the flow. If you're not in the flow, sometimes you can't even do what one person would do in a lifetime, right? So that's the difference. So, you know, to me, just What's the law of least action It's the least effort with the most results. And, and you only do that when you step into divine guidance, like that's it's higher than my lower mind. I call Chi Chi. <laughs> so I have to and say that is the effort Claudette, right? Just to jump in real quick because effort lit, like for me, it takes effort to be in the flow sometimes. Like it's this conscious decision I'm making. Do I flow here or do do I let go? Because it's challenging for some of us to let go, which is how you get into the flow. <laughs> oh, right? the, the let go, here's the so thing. Physically, yeah. effort. it's a little less effort physically, but mentally, this is where uh, next level of consciousness comes in. Yeah, right? Yes. So the, the most important thing any of us will ever, ever do is to learn to master our internal state of being and to understand that we create everything we experience and just to master the state of being and to do the work to experientially step out of the mind into the flow. That's what you're saying, but that's where it's doing the work and it's a conscious choice. And it's hard at first when people start doing the truth method training in in my program, that's the beginner one. I tell them, this is not a drive-through. You're not just going to get a latte and everything's okay. (laughs) You know, like this is not, it's practice and it's actually a surrender to the higher power. But when you get there, if you persist in that and you get there, the flow begins to be abundant. And so I think 
the real work is done on the inside. You can do a lot of busy work. And I am the master of that. Like I was the queen of the busy for years. I would work 15, 18 hour days. And then I would go, what did I accomplish? Like I was doing all this busy work and stuff, but I wasn't really moving the company forward or getting things. Now it's easier. It's not as hard, but it takes practice to step out of the constriction of thinking you can handle all of it into just visualize the end result that you want, you desire, and then stay there and persist in that and then trust the how comes to you in the guidance, as Kathleen mentioned. Like it's that intuition, that guidance, and then follow those nudges. It does take action on your part, but follow the nudges. That's the flow to me. You know, that's what it is. And it's so much easier. I mean, the other is just bullshit. Can I and say the that? nudges are when you do get ambitious, right? It's like the green light to get when you get those nudges yeah. and you get that how, right? When you're yes. in that flow and the truth. It's telling it you, here's the how. And it yes. feels good inside. To yes. go get ambitious about it with what you're, whatever that action is, it feels good. It feels right. Yeah, there's a burst of energy. There's divine guidance. It's all of the stuff needed versus trying to drum it up. It's not just swimming upstream, right? Right, right. So life can be so much, it's, it can be so beautiful, right? It can be beautiful and fun. We are so powerful at the core of who we are. So We really are. And so an example on what Kalata is talking about and Catherine as well is that that if you're, you know, say you're sitting down right now and you're thinking about a goal that you have, a desire that's been, that's in your head or in your body, you know, whatever it is, you're thinking about it, just tune back into your body. As you're thinking about it and creating it, how's your body feeling? Is it feeling tense? Is it feeling stressed? Is there anxiety? Is there depression? Is there different feelings about that particular goal or that whatever that you have in mind? Just pay attention to your body. Then if, you, if you're feeling that, or, or if your body's feeling light and excited and free and more creative ideas are coming and, and all that stuff is happening, pay attention to that. It's really about going back into your body and listening to the guidance that you're receiving, no matter what it is, because you're going to need some ambition to follow through on the divinely guided flow. You know, like you're going to need some ambition. You're going to have to take some action you are going to be, have some determination. You know, determination is not a bad thing. Again, it goes back to, you know, as a kid, my home environment is not what I believe to be true in life. Like, I, you know, I've said it before. I'll say it again. It's like I mentioned that to myself that there's got to be something more than this. That created a determination, a drive for me to create something different. And I didn't know what it was as a kid, but today I can look back and say that was totally divinely driven. That was divinely given to me to actually be ambitious in different ways. So where I no longer live that. Now, was that always smooth? No, because like you, Catherine, and I think every one of us on here, it's just like we've used our masculine energy within that ambition, within that determination. It is exhausting. Let me just it say, is. it's exhausting. Like I would sit at my desk at 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night and just cry. 
I felt like every part of my being had been sucked dry. It's exhausting. So don't do it. <laughs> she said sucked dry, just so everybody understands that's what she said, because what I heard was not what, what that, that word was. So Sucked dry. Uh, yeah, just you know, drain her life in her soul. Just yeah. to be clear, yeah, just yeah, dra- just completely drained. That's a different oh. show. That's a different show. I got to get my head out of the gutter real quick. Oh my god, we just that's, went to the gutter. Ambition. That's ambition or determination to an extreme, which is where the balance comes. The dance in the dance, right? Because mm-hmm. at some point, you've got to let that go and trust that what you have put into it, the effort that I would prefer to call it energy, but Mm -hmm. whether it's effort or energy that what you've put into it and your intention and attention is leading you where you have, you know, posited that you want to go. Yeah, so we have a couple minutes left. So, you know, just in closing, I would love to have, you know, all of this Fab Five to just come up with a word that feels like flow to you and really gives the excitement of using your ambition with your flow. So where it's clear that this, like Whitney says, I love the dance and how it's truly a dance and how you really connect with your your being to be able to create this very smooth, eloquent dance versus this gyrating, <laughs> crazy dance, this gyrating uh, dance that doesn't work. <laughs> so, so the dance, what is it? It's more like a waltz than a, I don't know, some the jerk. <laughs> Dropping it low. <laughs> I like gyrating. <laughs> I'm going to jump in. So my word is creation. Anyone else have a a word? (laughs) We're all cracking up. Sarah is ready to go here. For me, when I think about one word to describe flow is release. Uh, Release control. Release just, yeah. And for me... Whatever whatever you're holding on to in that moment. It could be a lot of things, right? You could be... Fear. You could be holding on to rejection. You could be holding on to certainty. Yeah. Uh, For me, it's being. It's stepping into the state of being for that which I desire. And, you know, it doesn't happen right away. When we desire something, let it kind of cook up and, and be in your heart and then start to imagine it and visualize and then become it. Step into the state of being. So, and in that state of being is effortless. You know, it's just, okay, I've acquired it, you know, and that's not looking at where I currently am on the outside. It's stepping into the state of being on the inside, knowing that that will happen on the outside if I do that. So, yeah. Awesome. Whitney, do you have a. I think faith trust that just you know and and maybe that's a knowing it it, it, just knowing somewhere in those three (laughs) faith trust knowing that's all one word for y'all it's all one word faith trust knowing all together (laughs) very hard to sum it up in one word (laughs) i feel like my word is really surrendering and Mm -hmm. 
you know, surrendering really is all, all the above that Whitney and Claudette and Catherine and Sarah said, it's like allowing, receiving, acting, you know, um, all, all the above, it's just all connected. So surrender to, mm. to the receiving of the messages and then act on it, you know, like surrender to the flow with your ambition, with your driving determination. So I hope that this has created some ways of thinking a little differently, creating some ideas in your head and just really get you thinking about like, how can you move in a more graceful way throughout life when you blend and you dance along your journey. And we look forward to hearing your comments, your thoughts, whether it's on podcasts or on Facebook, just go ahead and give us a like and subscribe and be with us. And we look forward to seeing you or being with you on the next episode. Thanks for coming. Love you. Thank you. Bye-bye. The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.